0: Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Which which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at Him. But He, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And He said, Behold... He cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you that your will is going to be done in this service. Thank you for your anointing, Lord. This is just a gathering of nice folks without your anointing, Lord. I so Thank you, Father God, that your will is going to be done, that what needs to be said will be said, and we will receive what, needs, uh, what we need to receive, Lord. Father God, let us truly have a heart towards a lost and dying world. Lord God, let us not be a little club that plays games. Let us not be a little club of people that love each other, Lord. But let us be a group of people that are on fire for you, Lord. And we want your will to be done in this area and throughout the globe, Lord. Let us truly have a heart for those that are being persecuted. Let us pray for them often and always. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. And everybody in the church says amen thank you jesus so i do want to talk a little bit about persecution this morning having said that i know everybody's going through stuff we're all going through stuff everybody's got something that they're dealing with big problems a lot of problems i know a lot of folks in here are dealing with physical problems financial problems relationship stuff all kinds of ruckus is going on in our little world okay and that stuff's important i know that you're going through a lot But for the next few minutes, I want us to also think about our brothers and sisters in Christ, those people throughout the world that are suffering, that might lose their life, that are being tortured, that are being, that are, they're just going through so much stuff. And you know why they're going through stuff? Because they're just like me and you. They love Jesus. They love Jesus. And that's why people hate them, because they love Jesus. So we need to not only think about them, but we need to pray for those folks I'm serious. We have it so good here in America. And I know sometimes people tease you, maybe say a little joke about your Jesus fish on the back of your truck or something. Oh, well, man, I'm sorry life's so tough, right? We got people that are being murdered, all right? People are being murdered and they're laying down their life. Okay, we're going on. We're complaining about, you know, where we're going to eat dinner or something something stupid. You you know what I'm saying? All right, we got it so good. And God has... God has truly blessed this land. Acts 7 and verse 51. What we got going on here is we got Stephen, who is a godly man, um, filled with the Holy Spirit, known for doing good things, man. And he runs into some persecution. Uh, The synagogue of the freedmen just start... Uh, verbally attacking this cat man but they can't get anywhere against Stephen because he knows what he's talking about he knows the Word of God do you ever wonder about that what's going to happen if some uh, uh, some unbelieving person wants to go toe-to-toe to to you um, toe-to-toe with you about uh, when he wants to tell you about how the Bible's a bunch of fairy tales and stuff like that you need to get to know the Word of God church you need to know the Word of God, okay? And we're going to spend time in what's important to us, okay? I know the Word of God's real. I know, I know that there's a God in heaven. And I know He sent His Son to die for my sins. And I know I'm a changed person, okay? I know Jesus Christ is real. We need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. We need to know what the Word of God says. And you know what? I'm just going to say this. We're not talking about witnessing this morning. But if you don't know the answer, just call Sister Claudia real fast. No, no. if you don't know the answer, you know, it's okay to say, you know what, I don't know. I don't know, but I'll get back with you. Okay? But don't be afraid of it. Okay, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. So the the synagogue of the freedmen, man, they're causing this big mess with Stephen. Stephen's just doing the thing, man. Just spreading the Word of God. Okay, now check this out. He's caught up in this big commotion. Now he's in front of the Sanhedrin. Okay, so we got the... Religious elite, they're like religious lawyers, among other things. And they have a tremendous amount of power and sway over the Hebrew people. Uh, Israel, Roman outpost. okay, but the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, these religious elect, they had a massive amount of power over these people. So now Stephen's part of this false trial, this puppet trial thing. And here's the beautiful thing, church, check this out. Stephen's in front of this mess. All these people are coming against him. And he has this platform. You know, he has this platform. He can do, he can do a couple things. He'd be like, you know what? Big mistake. You guys are right. Game over. I'm going to take up farming on the outskirts of town. Let's just forget this never happened. But he didn't do that. He used this platform to preach the word of God to a bunch of people. Okay? So that's where we're going to pick it up right here. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. What in the world does that mean? Well, as you know, Hebrew people, um, Hebrew men were circumcised. That was a sign of their covenant, a sign of their relationship with the Lord God. Okay? Now, Stephen, he's not holding back any punches, man. Full of the Holy Spirit, okay? So he's being obedient to the Holy Spirit. And he's like saying, hey guys, just because... Just because you got that outward sign, I'm going to say it like that, that does not mean that you have a relationship with the Most High God, okay? Your heart is uncircumcised. You know, God looks at the heart. You fancy boys, you religious guys, you big big lawyer wannabes, everybody, you know, persecuting everybody, okay? God looks at the heart. Don't think just because you're a son of Abraham that you belong to Him. So let me say that this morning, guys. We have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, that's the biggest thing. Alright, we got to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. you gotta, you got to come to this place. Hey, you know what? I'm a sinner. I can't get to heaven on my own. I need a Savior. I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I turn from my sins. I do that about face. Away from my sins. You're not going to do that perfectly. Okay, but that's, that's what we got to do. Okay, the old way ain't going to work no more. I accept Jesus Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. Can I get a witness? We better move forward. Give them some praise. Yeah. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. Your, Your ears, man. You're not listening to the message. You know, Jesus was just here, and you guys murdered him. All right? Don't miss this opportunity, Sanhedrin. You always resist the Holy Spirit. You ever think about that? Do you ever resist the Holy Spirit? Lord, man, we need to repent about that. You know, often the Holy Spirit says, hey, Paulie, hey, Paul, don't do that. But guess what? Sometimes Paul wins, but I'm not really winning. I'm just being a rebellious child. Okay, church, we need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Well, What is the Holy Spirit saying? Step number one, back to this. Get into the Bible. Do what the Bible tells us. Okay, i got to move forward. I know y'all are getting mad at me. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. Verse 52. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? So this persecution thing, it's nothing new. You know, it's nothing new. It's been going on. Church persecution started the day the church was made. Okay? At the day of Pentecost. But, but, but before that... Jesus was persecuted. And before that, the prophets that foretold about the Messiah. Satan hates anything that represents Jesus Christ. He hates anything that represents the Most High God. Satan cannot do nothing to the Lord. Okay, He's a defeated foe. And he knows his days are numbered, but he loves to mess with God's people. Okay, And he'll do anything he can to get someone to come against God's people. Anyways, moving forward. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one. Stephen's like, you know what? You guys ain't nothing new. You don't freak me out. You don't scare me. You're going to do what you're going to do. Okay? This ain't nothing new. Your daddy and your granddaddy and your granddaddy's granddaddy, they were persecuting the prophets. And guess what? You cats just persecuted Jesus Christ. You just nailed Him to a cross. Okay? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You know, the Pharisees were like, oh my gosh, I wish these people would stop saying that, man. We didn't have anything to do with the death of that Jesus Christ cat. That was the Romans. But see, Stephen knows the truth. And see, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, they thought, if I can just get rid of this man, if we can just get rid of this guy out of Galilee, that's ca- causing all this trouble, then this little uh, heretic, hereticical, heretic, this messed up little group will just die away. But that's not what happened at all. Because now they have apostle, disciple, all over the place that are filled with the Holy Spirit. And they're getting freaked out because they can't stop this Jesus thing. So here we are, two thousand years later, talking about and rejoicing about what Jesus Christ did on that cross for us. Give him some praise. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, just like Stephen said, hey, you fancy boys, you your grandpappy killed the prophets. Okay, you guys killed Jesus, and here I am. I think there's something, there's a take home in that for all of us guys. We could face some persecution real persecution i'm not saying it's gonna happen i'm saying it sure could happen and we should be aware that that is a possibility people all over the world are facing real persecution real persecution not people laughing at you because of your bumper sticker you know i'm talking about real persecution matter of fact um look at john 15 verse 20 this is jesus christ Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than the master. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But if Jesus Christ went through persecution, if he was out if he was without honor in his own country, okay? And the Pharisees sought to kill him pretty much from the get-go, you know, and he went through all that for us, and we are his subordinate, we we are his follower, who in the world are we to think that we are not going to go through persecution does that make sense remember the word that i said to you a servant is not greater than his master if they persecuted me if they persecuted jesus and they did they will also persecute you so jesus you know he jesus makes it very clear from the get-go this christian life it ain't the easy way man not everybody's going to think you're super hip and cool because you got a bible all right People aren't always going to like you. Let's move forward. Second Timothy 3 and verse 12. Indeed all. That's pretty inclusive, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. Now there's these weird beliefs and stuff where people don't try and live like their ideal of a godly life. And it doesn't have anything to do with Jesus Christ. And everybody will give them awards and accolades and pats on the back and give them special treatment and all that. Let them do all kinds of weird, crazy stuff. Because the world does not want to offend anybody except for the Christian. Well, they don't like the Christians, man. Which proves to us, proves to me, yet again, that this Bible business, that this Jesus Christ stuff, it is the one true way. It is the truth. Okay? Okay. It is the most loved name on the face of the earth, and it is also the most hated name on the face of the earth. Okay. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. You want to be a Christian? Jesus Christ paid for your salvation, but he warned you. This ain't no easy road, kiddo. Godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Okay, that's just part of it. All right? 1 Peter 4 and verse 12. Check it out. All God's people said check it out. Beloved, do not be surprised. This is Peter, obviously. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you. Who loves fiery trials? I don't dig on fiery trials. I don't like them at all. But Pete's saying, Pete's saying, don't be surprised about it. Don't act like because you're a Christian, everything is supposed to be apple butter and ice cream. Right? That's a new saying. The kids are starting to say that. It's apple butter and I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to get it going, man. Okay. It's apple never mind. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you. Well, why does this fiery trial come upon you? When this fiery trial comes upon you to test you. Did you hear that part, church? Yeah, you're going to go through hard times. You're going to go through persecution. But see, God has allowed this for a reason. Because he wants to take this old lump of coal, right? And he wants to make it something pretty. He wants to make it something beautiful, right? So he, he's wanting to refine us, make us purer and purer. And guess what? His preferred method for that is trials, hard times, and persecution. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But let's be honest, man. Since we're in church real fast, let's be honest. Let's try this out. When something crazy happens in our world, we always get surprised by it. Like, man, oh, I can't believe this is happening, man. I put a fiver in an offering plate. I can't believe this. You know what I mean? Hey, man, God warns us. We're going to go through tough times. We're going to go through tough times. Let's move forward. Whom you have now betrayed and murdered. Talking about Jesus Christ. Verse 53. You who received the law... Remember, Stephen is talking to the Sanhedrin, this religious elite. These handsome boys. These pretty boys. You have received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Like, man, you got the law. You love the law. But let's look at your history, Sanhedrin. Okay? What about this little verse that says, Thou "thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Thou shalt not lie. You guys had to lie to put me right here in court today. You know? You're not following the law, cats. You're not following. What about Jesus? What about Jesus? You had to lie about Him. And what about thou shalt not kill? Hmm? Hmm? All God's people went, hmm? Hmm? (laughs) You got the law. You pride yourself in the law of Moses. And you don't even follow the law, which is impossible, by the way. That's why you need Jesus Christ. Yeah. Give him some praise. Go ahead. Get excited. Yeah. The law was to show us how messed up we are, man. You know, that we need that Savior. We need Jesus Christ. Okay, this is not on your bulletin. It's not on your slides. I just wanted to throw this in here because it's super hip and happening And cool verse. It's Matthew 23 and verse 13. Because what we got going on in here, Stephen is facing the Sanhedrin. This is what Jesus says about the same cats. This is what Jesus says, Matthew 23 and verse 13. But woe to you. Who wants to hear that from the Son of God? None of us. But woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Man. Man. Oh, here's your sweet passive Jesus, right? <laughs> Check this out, man. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Jesus hates pride, man. He hates, he hates when people are arrogant. He hates the shedding of innocent blood. Think about that one when you go to vote. Because God hates the shedding of innocent blood. He can't stand it. There's a whole group of folks that do not have a voice. They can't say nothing. And they've been silenced. But we can speak for them. I want you guys to think about that. And you know what else? God says... (laughs) that He'll bless you if you bless Israel? And He'll curse you if you curse Israel? I want you to think about that when you go to vote as well. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. That's what these dudes were doing, man. That's what these Pharisees were doing. Nope, nope, not good enough. Nope, nope. They were shutting the door for people that were trying to have that relationship. For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves. Can you imagine hearing Jesus Christ say that to these fancy boys? In their fancy outfits. Their Bible verses written on their forehead right here. You hold up people going to heaven with all your rules and regulations and fence laws and doing this and doing that. You're going to say someone's going to hell if they spit on the ground on the Sabbath day or pick a little kernel of wheat? You don't even get to go in knucklehead acting like you hold the keys to heaven yourselves, man. For you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Now when they heard these things, we're back to our story with Stephen. Stephen just told these guys, you, mur- you murdered Jesus Christ. Your granddaddy and your mama and your papa, so you, they murdered the prophets. This ain't nothing new. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. Everybody ground your teeth at your neighbor. All right. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth. I'm Talk about being mad. They didn't like hearing the truth. Sometimes people don't like to hear the truth. And see, the word of God is the truth. The word of God is the truth. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. The word of God is going to offend people. And guess what? You represent the truth. You see what I'm saying right there? We can expect persecution because we represent, to a lost and dying world, to those that don't know Jesus, we represent the truth. And they don't like that. That doesn't mean that you don't have a job to do. We still are commanded by the Lord, by Jesus Christ, to go and make disciples of all men. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth to him but he, but he, Stephen, but he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. What an amazing thing. Think about this when we hear about those people. Our brothers and sisters going through crazy persecution. They're not alone. The whole community, the whole area, their whole nation... Who knows what's going on? But everybody might be coming against them where they feel so alone and isolated. But I assure you, they're not alone. Because my God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. you know? yeah. So look at here. Here's Stephen. And this is a picture for all of us. This is the first church murder, right? Okay? He, there's a picture for us, man. You go through some hard times, you're not alone. You stand up for Jesus Christ. He's, Jesus Christ is standing up for you. Woo diddly-do. All right, all right. That's what it says. Gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. Saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Anytime you ever see Jesus in the throne room, you know, something like that, he's seated beside the Father. But not right now, not while his baby's going through it. Not why Stephen's being persecuted. He's standing up, man. Think about that, guys. You're not alone. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 9. You don't have this on your monitor. I'm going to read it. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 9. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Persecuted, but not forsaken. The Apostle Paul talking about church folk, talking about Christian folk. When the world was turned upside down, you know, when everybody was coming against the church, and the church was growing like wildfire under that persecution. And the Apostle Paul lays it out like this Oh, you might be persecuted, but you're not going to be alone. Okay? The Most High God is right there with us. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Persecuted, but not abandoned. You know, that's a, that's a pretty crummy feeling, I would imagine, to be persecuted for somebody that you rely on, that you trust that you love, you're being persecuted for him, for his namesake, and then you realize he's not there, that he abandoned you? That would be stinky, right? That would be horrible. We don't have to worry about that because he's right there with us and he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Second Corinthians 4 and verse 9, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. Hey, you know what? I hate to say it. There's that possibility. We don't know how we're leaving here. We, we don't know what's going to happen, okay? but God does. And if we happen to lose our life for the name of Jesus Christ, you might be struck down, but you're not going to be destroyed. You're not going to be destroyed. You just graduated, man. You just got to the good stuff. Right? Goodness gracious. Just give them some praise. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Do you understand what Stephen's saying right here to a bunch of Hebrews that hate the name of Jesus Christ? Who killed Jesus Christ and hate the name of Jesus Christ. And they do not believe that Jesus Christ is nowhere near heaven. Nowhere near the presence of God. Do not believe that he is the Son of God. And Stephen In his last moments of his life, you know, last hours here, he's saying, you know what? I'm getting a pretty good picture, cats. You know what's going on? I see the glory of God. I see God about as close as anyone can see him without their face exploding, man. I I see God and I see Jesus Christ right beside him. The guy that you didn't believe was God is definitely God. And he's right there saying, come on, Stephen. All right. Okay. And he, yep. and he said, behold, I see the heavens opened and the son of man, Jesus Christ, standing at the right hand of God, that place of honor, that place of privilege, the guy that you killed, man, he was who he said he is. You guys are in trouble out there. Yo, know, Stephen's face was glowing, man. I didn't go and read all that stuff, but his face was glowing while he was saying all this. And these guys were still so full of hatred. They're like you got to die. But his face is glowing, man. He's got like you know, see they, they would have known what that meant because they the, the the Sanhedrin they idolized Moses. I mean, they loved Moses. We love Moses too. Moses is a good guy. When Moses was in the presence of the Lord, his face was glowing, man. All right. So now here's this cat Stephen who's giving them this amazing gospel message, and he goes, he starts at Abraham, goes all the way through it, you know, and his face is glowing. Well, and they're like, yeah, you, this guy's got to die. They're missing it. They're missing the whole thing, right? Because why? Well, Stephen says it right here. This is what he says. This is why they missed it. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. You don't want to hear it. You always resist the Holy Spirit. We don't know who's going to be saved and we don't know who's not going to be saved. But we have a job to do to spread that gospel. And I certainly resisted the Holy Spirit before I accepted Jesus Christ. But He didn't give up on me. And we don't need to give up on others either. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And this was the uh, last straw for the, the fancy boys, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, when they hear that Jesus... This lunatic, as they would call Stephen, you know, saying, I see Jesus at the right hand of God. Oh, that's all they could take. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. I got to tell you, man, when, when I see the picture of these Pharisee guys, the Sanhedrin, pl- plugging up their ears because they don't want to hear the truth and they're just going, nah, 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 making a lot of noise because they don't want to hear the truth. It totally reminds me of what's going on in the world today, man. Where you cannot have have a, a discussion with people that have a different point of view. You can't do it. People don't want to hear the truth. They just want to make noise. Plug their ears up. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? They don't want to hear the truth, man. So that doesn't make our job any easier. But we still have a job to do. Can I get a witness? Yeah. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. All in unison. One thing these Pharisee guys could agree on is that this dude had crossed the line and he's got to go. Imagine all these fancy boys sitting in their places of position in their places of authority and this guy just said something about Jesus being the Son of God. In unison, man, just run at this dude. Alright, Whatever. John 8 and verse 37. Check that out. We should expect persecution. We really should. But why are we persecuted? John 8 and verse 37. I know that you are the offspring of Abraham. And the Hebrews certainly are. I know that you are the offspring of Abraham. Yet you seek to kill me. This is Jesus. Jesus is the coolest guy in the world. Obviously, I mean, we're Christians. We get that. But you've got to admit, this is like super, super cool, man. Here's these dudes, man, secretly plotting and planning to kill Jesus. He knew about it the whole time. I know that you're the offspring of Abraham. I know you guys. I know you guys where you come from. Okay, I'm a Jew too. I know that you're offspring of Abraham. See, the point is, is they thought because I'm the seed of Abraham, because I'm a Hebrew, because I have the law, because I do my sacrifices, I'm in, man. I'm I'm righteous. I'm born righteous because I'm the seed of Abraham. And Jesus is like, meh, nope. Nuh-uh. No, you're not, knucklehead. you got to have a relationship. And you can't get to the Father unless you go through Him. Unless you go through Jesus. I know that you are... Offspring of Abraham, yes, you seek to kill me. Okay, you think you're righteous because of your pedigree. What about thou shalt not kill, brother? (laughs) You're trying to kill me, man. And there ain't no reason to kill me. I ain't breaking no laws. Yet you seek to kill me. Now, this is why we go through persecution. Because my word finds no place in you. That's why the believer goes through persecution Because of the Word of God, man. Because it's the truth. It's the truth and people don't like that, man. It's foolishness to those who are perishing. Okay? But it's oh so wonderful to us. Amen? In Acts 5 and verse 41, then they... What happened? I got it over here. Acts 5 and verse 41, then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Okay, so Christians are persecuted because of the word of God. And this is a cool little story right here where the apostles just got the snot beaten out of them for, doing, for spreading the gospel, for, for showing the love of Jesus, for healing somebody in the name of Jesus. And they just get bamboozled. But this is how they left. This is kind of cool. This is really cool. Then they left the presence of the council. Sanhedrin, same situation. The apostles are leaving. Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Beloved, that's why Christians are persecuted. Because we identify with the name of Jesus Christ. Because we love Jesus Christ. Because we love Jesus Christ Christ, and because of the word of God. That is the real reason we get persecuted, right? It's the truth. Some folks might look around and say, you know, this neighborhood would be a lot better if we get rid of these old knuckleheads, if we get rid of these old Christians. Just get rid of them. Everything would be a lot smoother around here. Alright. So what kind of benefit do I get out of this? Because I, I'm, you know, I I'm, am to expect persecution. Philippians 3, verse 10. That I may know Him. This is Paul. This is what we get out of it church. Listen up, we're almost done. That I may know him. What's up, bro? You see you here. I thought that was old James sitting back there the whole time. I was like, what is he doing? Hey man, this is my friend Luke, everybody. Okay. That I may know him. Underline that. That I may know him. That I may know him and the power of His resurrection, and may share His sufferings, becoming like Him, underline that, that I may know Him, underline that, becoming like Him, underline that, in His death. Persecution makes us more like our big brother Jesus. Persecution makes you more like your big brother Jesus. And persecution, you actually get to identify just a little bit. This is cool, Travis we get to identify with just a little bit of what Jesus Christ did for us. I mean, we might, you know, who knows how we're going to go out. It might be some heinous, crazy, cruel thing. You know, but it's nothing compared to what Jesus Christ did for you. It's nothing. Because no matter how heinous or uncomfortable or unbearable or embarrassing your death could be out of church persecution, you're not taking the sins of humanity, past, present, and future on your back That's one thing you're not doing. And you're not going to feel the absence of the creator of the universe. You're not going to feel that because God will be right there with you every step of the way. See, Jesus Christ didn't have that privilege. So (laughs) think about that. The sin of all humanity repulsed God so much that he had to look away for that brief moment. And Jesus said, "Why, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt that absence, man. You won't feel that absence. If that's the way God allows you to go out, you're not going to feel the absence of the Lord. He's going to be right there with you. Yeah. you. Give them some praise. Acts 7 and 58. Then they cast him out of the city because, you know, the Hebrews, they got them lost. It sounds like I, I love Jews, man. I love the Hebrews. I love, I love them. God blesses those that bless Israel, man. We need to support Israel. Don't get this mistaken. Don't, don't mistake what I'm talking about here. But see, they're so, they were so careful to follow these laws, man. And they're like, well, we, we're going to kill this dude, but we've got to kill him outside of town. You know, we've got to do things by the book here. <laughs> but you're committing murder on an innocent man. That's like throwing the... It's what the Greeks called throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I don't know who says that. I'm not even sure what that means. I mean, I, I know what it means. I just don't know why we say that. And who did that first? Who threw the... Hey, strangest thing happened today. you are at work. Threw the baby out with the bathwater. Again? Never mind, never mind. That's just wild, man. Don't throw the... Ba- Do you even have to remind me to not throw the baby out with the bathwater? Never mind, never mind, never mind. Then they cast him out of the city. Can't do it in town, man. Let's let's be proper here. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. The way that you die, listen up. the The way that you die can be a powerful witness. Can be a powerful witness to those that love God and to those that despise him, you know what I mean. I seen this cat man the other day. Uh, it, was, it was a video thing. I was no, I was reading this thing, man, and it was this Christian guy in the Middle East that was about to be. He was about to be hung, hanged, whatever the appropriate word for that is. He was about to be hanged because he loved Jesus Christ, and he had a big old smile on his face, man. You know. I don't know if I could go out like that, but I sure hope I could, man. You know, to know, like, yeah, it's going to be a little pinch here. It's not going to be pretty. But, man, my last breath is going to be my first one in the arms of my Lord and Savior. You know? And there was all these these dudes around him that hated him. Why? Because of the Word of God. Because of the name of Jesus Christ. Because he just wouldn't get with the program, man. You know, they hated him and they're saying all these evil things about him, you know. But he's smiling, man. The way he went out was a powerful testimony. Same thing with Stephen, man. There was this dude named Saul who was right there for the whole shooting match, for the whole kitten caboodle, you know, when he was holding the cloaks and the garments of these folks. And I guarantee you, Saul, who became Paul the Apostle, never, ever, ever, ever forgot the way Stephen went out. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called... Okay, this is good right here. And we're we're almost done. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. See, he's not alone. He's not alone. But it's really, really cool because, guys, we are just passing through. We really are. I know some of us, man... We have good days. We have bad days. Sometimes our body hurts really, really bad, and that's a good day. Some days our is hurt so, so, so bad, that's not a good day. That doesn't make any sense. Unless your body goes through that, then you get it. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say, man, is, is we're just passing through here, man. But we got a job to do while we're here. And, and the way we go out, that's part of our job, you know? How am I going to handle this? What am I going to do? And it's going to get good. Let me just say that it's going to get good. All God's people said it's going to get good. Romans 8 and verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, all this rubbish I'm going through, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Oh man, yeah, times are tough. And It's crazy. And everybody's looking to kill me. But you know what? It's nothing compared to what God's doing inside me, the man He's making. And it's nothing compared to what's waiting for me on the other side, man. So we have a reason to be excited even in the face of persecution. You know, St- Stephen, man, he's enduring. He's not saying, "You please, 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 let me go. He's not doing that, man. He's delivering a sermon, man. He's saying, you know what, guys? There's Jesus. Jesus sees what you're doing. And Jesus is at the right hand of God. Okay. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 12. If we endure, if we endure, we will also reign with him. Just hang on a little bit longer, church. Just keep going. Endure. Don't give up. Okay? Don't give up because it's going to get so good for us. You know, we're going to rule and reign. All right? What does that mean? (laughs) It means something really, really awesome. We're going to be judging angels. What does that mean? I don't know. It's going to be awesome. Listen, if you're looking to go to heaven and sleep for a couple millennium, I don't think that's going to happen, man. Because you're not going to be tired. But God's going to put us to work, man, right away. But it's going to be worth it. Man, it's going to be worth it. All right. tell the truth. Shame the devil. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. Think about that, man. Listen, if we endure, we get to reign with Jesus Christ. He did all the hard work. He did everything. But we're joint heirs with Him? I don't know. That's really cool. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. Listen, if we deny Him, He will also deny us. Verse 60. So Stephen prays for himself. I can't fault them for that, man. I'd be doing that the whole time. Jesus Jesus, 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 Take my spirit, take my spirit. Make them go away, make them go away. Send a tornado, do something, get them out of here. Jesus, Jesus. I'd be praying for myself the whole time. I'd be dialing 911 on my phone. No. Help me. Brother Rick, help me. I don't know, baby. Um, but anyways, let's look at verse 60 because this is really amazing, man. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice. Remember earlier the Pharisees cried out with a loud voice when he was talking about Jesus. They cried out with a loud voice and rushed him in unison. But see, Stephen, now Stephen's going to be loud. He's going to use the loud voice. Not his inside voice, Brother Duane. He's going to use his outside, I'm being stoned to death voice. You know what I mean? where he wants to make sure these people that are killing him can hear this. Because the first part of the prayer was, was for him, man. Oh, God, take my spirit. I can't wait to get my goodies on the other side just a little bit longer. I'm enduring. But see, this is for those guys that are persecuting him, the guys that wish him dead, not only wish him dead, are killing him. And he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this against them. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. My gosh, my goodness, my gracious. Could you do that? Could I do that? Well, that's what we're shooting for. You know what I mean? That's what we're supposed to do. They're killing him. He's like, God, Jesus, hey, I'm on my way out. This right here, these people killing me, don't hold it against them don't uh, scratch it this just don't hold this against them could you imagine saying that he's talking to god he cried out with a loud voice lord do not hold this sin against them well where did he learn that jesus christ did the same thing at the cross father forgive them they don't know what they're doing they don't know who i am he cried out with a loud voice lord do not hold this sin against them and when he had said this he fell asleep Yeah, That's a pretty way of saying they cracked his skull open or something. He's dead now. He's dead. No more heartbeat. But looky here. With his last moments of life, he's praying for the people that are killing him. What an amazing testimony, man. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's wrap it up with this. Matthew 5 and verse 44. But I say to you, see, The Bible isn't, it's not always going to make you feel good, man. But that's okay, man. It's still the truth, you know. And the truth will set you free. And this is what God wants from us. And this is what we see Jesus Christ do. But I say to you, this is Jesus, by the way. But I say to you, love your enemies. That's impossible. Well, what's impossible for man is not impossible with God. And I can do all things through Christ because let's be honest it is extremely hard to love your enemies and i don't talk about someone that's just talking trash about you that's hard enough but we're talking about people that are trying to kill you right people that want you and your children dead right? but but see the powerful powerful testimony that is in that you know when, when saul of tarsus who becomes paul the apostle witnesses this dude saying you know forgive him forgive him daddy With his last breath. You know he never forgot that. And the centurions and the Romans that saw Jesus on that cross saying, Father, forgive them. People People don't forget that stuff. And they can't plead ignorance, man. They just saw a powerful testimony. But I say to you, love your enemies. Only God can instill that into us. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I want you guys to think about that. There's, you know, half the country's not really getting along with the other half of the country. And it ain't real pretty right now. But God wants us to pray for the people that persecute us. The people that say, hey, knucklehead, you believe in fairy tales? I stopped believing that when I was four years old, man. Well, that's not fairy tales, man. Anyways. Let's leave it like this. There's a whole bunch of people that are being persecuted because they're just like us. They just live in a different part of the world. They love Jesus Christ. We need to pray for them. We need to think about them. We need to do what we can for them. We need to pray for those that are persecuting them as well. Father God, we love You and we praise You, Lord. Thank You for Your many, many blessings, Lord. Being so good to us, Lord. You've been so gracious to us, Lord. Thank You. Father God, that you, you allowed us to be born in America, Lord, where other people paved the way for us with their blood to give us these wonderful freedoms, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we won't take these freedoms, these liberties for granted, Lord, but we will stand up for what's right and we will be there for a lost and dying world and we will encourage the saints and we will grow in relationship with you. Bless those that are persecuted in, in salvation and deliverance for those who do the persecution. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more, and may God bless you.